You're listening to the Sourced Property Podcast. Hello and welcome to another version of the Source Property Podcast. I hope this podcast finds you well. Today you've got the pleasure of my company and my company alone because I don't have producer M here with me and I don't have Steve here with me. So I've taken this opportunity to talk about exactly what I want to talk about. And what we're going to talk about today is planning. Now, when I say planning, I don't mean planning as in building another building. What I mean is planning as in planning your business. Now, if you remember a few podcasts ago, we did a goal setting session. And in that goal setting session, I even gave you a PDF of the goal setting template that we use here at Sourced in order to see where franchisees want to be, where they want to build their business to, where exactly are their aspirations? Because when you first get into property, your your options are limitless, right? So some people will want to be developers. They'll want to be like we are. We're building 525 flats in Manchester and that's where some people want to be but other people will be happy at you know something like staying on commercial conversion some people will be happy with just normal flips it's all about where you want to be for your for for building your business so the planning side is taking that goal setting session that we've already done taking that big 12 month goal that I encouraged you to set and basically coming up with a way to achieve that 12 month goal but before we get into the, the the planning side of this, let's just have a small recap on the goal setting session that we did. So the goal setting session was all about setting that 12 month goal first and then working backwards and uh, setting where you needed to be in six months to in order to achieve the 12 month goal and then where you needed to be in three months in order to achieve the six month goal and so on until you break it down into much smaller behaviors that you need to do on a day to day basis. Now that's fantastic that is exactly the right way to do it because you're not then thinking all right where am i today and what do i need to do tomorrow and then what can i achieve in a month and then what can i achieve in six months you're working it backwards from where you want to be rather than working it forwards from what you think you can do and motivation wise there's a very big difference in that so i would always encourage you to start off with a 12 month the big 12 month goal and work backwards from there now what i'll do is Uh, For anybody that didn't hear that podcast or they didn't download that PDF the first time, we'll put a link to that PDF in the show notes so that you can have a look at that document and then work through that process to help you set those aspirational goals that you want to achieve. But right now we're going to look at the planning and we're going to look at specifically at the financial planning of your business. So if you've set those goals, if you've set those, if you filled out that PDF, let's now think about how we're going to achieve what we want to achieve. So you might have put something like, let's say for argument's sake, I would like to have achieved £100,000 in turnover in 12 months time. Now in order to deliver on that big 12 month goal, you're going to need to think about the strategies that you're going to employ in property. There are lots and lots of different strategies. Some strategies will work in some areas and some won't work in some areas. So what you need to do is you need to put together a coherent and sensible way of growing your property business. Now, almost always the first thing that people need to consider when they're when they're starting a property business is cash flow. And so the first few strategy, well, the first strategy that you look at really should be very highly focused, highly geared towards cash flow and enabling you to take care of the cash flow that you need to run your life, to support your family, to do whatever you need to do with your cash flow and then allow you that freedom of time to put into some of the property strategies that will then produce more of an income that have bigger chunks of cash. 
So I recently did a webinar specifically about the planning side. And at the end of the webinar, I thought it reminded me about the goal setting session that I'd previously done and how these things tie in together. And what I wanted to do with this podcast was to make sure that you saw how it all ties in together and the process that you need to go through right at the beginning of building your business in order to set yourself the right goals, set yourself the right plan. So we've already mentioned what our first strategy is going to be and what our second strategy is going to be. Now, you might be thinking that in order to build a business and make it really big, we need to then go into into more strategies. We need to think about um, how we're going to evolve after that. But actually, I'm going to show you that that's all you need to do to start off with. We're going to take £15,000 and we're going to create £500,000 income per year after three years using that £15,000. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you the same uh, link to the same slides that I used on the webinar. And I'm also going to send you a link to the webinar so you can see both of these things. And you've got that you've got this information to go back on uh, to fall back on if you want to re revisit it time and time again. Now, the first thing that I want to talk about quickly before we get into the numbers is the way that you build your knowledge base. Because if you go onto a training course and that training course is just about HMO, then you are limited to only delivering on HMO. If your training course is only about commercial conversions, then commercial conversions and the finance and the contracts surrounding commercial conversions, that's what you're gonna be limited to again. The way that we train at Sourced is all about finance and contracts. I'm sure I've said it a thousand times before on the podcast. I probably say it five or 600 times every single day of my life. But if you focus on the finance and you focus on the contracts and you understand what your options are, then you're going to be able to apply them to any property strategy. You're not limited at that point. And so when you're coming up to a planning session like this, the shackles are off. You don't have to just look at HMO in the way of, de uh, of deploying HMO. What if HMO doesn't work in your area? And we are faster and faster getting to the point that HMO is becoming not as appealing as it once was and actually not the right strategy to, to deploy in a lot of areas because it's just not got the financial returns that it once had. The competition for HMO rooms has driven the price of renting a room down in a lot of areas to the point where converting a, a property into a HMO just doesn't have the same margin that it once had. So finance options very quickly. I'm probably going to do a podcast just about the finance options because it's important that you understand exactly what they are. But roughly your finance options are fourfold and they come in the form of a mortgage, bridging finance, peer-to-peer -peer finance and commercial finance. Now, it's really important for you to go out and research exactly what the differences are between those four types of finance and also how you can make them knit together to come up with a, a solution for you. Mortgages as I'm sure you're aware, buy-to-let mortgages are a standard 75% and they're based on the purchase price, not the value of the property, the purchase price. Bridging finance is usually given out at 70% and that is based on the valuation. So right there, you've got an older fashioned strategy, but it's still very valid today, where if you can get somebody to agree for a property that they own that, that is worth £100,000, if you can get them to agree to sell the property to you for £70,000, then if you get a bridging finance for that property, you've essentially taken away your need to leave a deposit for that property. You can then remortgage the property and the mortgage will be based on the original valuation 
and therefore you can get it onto a mortgage and again you've not paid a deposit for that property so that's a way that you can get these these uh, financial strategies to knit together in order to come up with a solution for you Peer-to-peer lending, moving down to that one. This is something that we offer to our franchisees. This is, again, based at 70%, but not 70% of the valuation, 70% of the end valuation of the property. Our franchisees could potentially borrow up to 70% of what the unit will be worth once it's been converted. And finally, commercial finance. Commercial valuations are based on a multiple of the income. So they're usually about 75% of the multiple of the income. So let's say that you have a HMO. It's creating £20,000 worth of income per year. Then a commercial valuation might be eight times that income. And that's what the property is valued at. Now, there are pros and cons to that commercial valuation. I'm not going to go into them now because uh, it would take quite a while. But they're your four main financial strategies. And I would encourage you to not only understand exactly what they are and understand how they can knit together, but also keep up to date with what the offers are on the market at the time. Because bridging finance especially, they'll differ their, um, their lending criteria based on how much money they have out in the marketplace and how much money they have sitting in their bank waiting to loan. You can get much better rates from a bridger if they've got a lot of money in their bank that they want to lend out. So they're the finance options. Let me just quickly talk about the contracts. So I'm sure you've heard of some some of these property contracts. You know, you've got your standard AST that you would have with a tenant or a room-only tenancy for a HMO person. Then you've got option agreements, lease options, commercial leases, common law tenancy, JV agreements, loan agreements, management agreements, NDAs. We in-house, we have a contract that we've um, created called a source to order, which basically ties an investor to us uh, contractually. And then you've got sale agreements as well, like, uh, like for example, estate agents use. They're just some of the contracts. There are a lot of contracts out in the marketplace, but exactly the same as with the financial market, I would encourage you to understand what the difference is between their, these contracts and what the power of the contracts are. More likely you've heard about uh, lease options because they're a contract that are that, that is incredibly powerful for controlling property and therefore making money out of property. But who actually applies them? Who knows what the intricacies of those contracts are? So much more than putting your time into understanding the intricacies of, for example, HMO, I would put my time into understanding the contracts and understanding the finance. And then when you find a property project, and let's say it, let's say, for example, it is HMO, you can then get into the details then at that point when you know you've got a deal that is going to work. So this is how we train our franchisees. We train our franchisees based on contracts and based on finance. And then we give them, say, eight or nine different strategies and apply the contracts and finance to these different strategies and get them to see how they can be applied and what the power of these contracts and what the power of the finance is. Now, like I said, what we're going to do is we're going to take £15,000 and we're going to create half a million pounds worth of regular income from this £15,000. Now, that sounds like a big ask, right? And you're probably expecting me to go big soon but i'm really not the first strategy that we're going to do like i said is going to be cash flow and for cash flow what we're going to focus on is rent to rent hmo now it would take an awful lot of rent to rent hmos to make half a million pounds worth of income per year so what we're going to do is we're going to use that fifteen thousand pounds and we're going to spend it on getting two rent to rent hmos because on average they're going to cost about seven and a half thousand pounds to get on board so if we've got two rent to rent hmos both producing a thousand pounds profit per month we've got a cash flow of two thousand pounds per month now in most cases that is going to cover 
the bills created for you and your family in a month. And therefore, we've taken care of that really important stuff. We've given you security. And you've got that security to then put your time into looking at the bigger strategies. The second strategy that we're going to employ is going to be property trading. So now, instead of looking at the rental market, we're going to be looking at the sales market. We're going to be looking at the sales market. We're going to be identifying where there are property opportunities. And we're going to sell those deals on to investors. So we need to attack this market from two ways. First of all, we need to find the deals. Secondly, we need to build very good, very strong relationships with investors. So the way that you should do this is to start off with, you use Rightmove and you use Zoopla. Use the information on there and the properties that you find on there to then visit estate agents, build relationships with those estate agents, and then it's up to you to nurture those relationships. So the estate agents will start coming to you when they find a property deal that they know that you're going to be interested in. And you can take that deal before it goes onto the market and then you can introduce it to your investors and your investors will buy the deal and you'll be paid a sourcing fee, which typically is around 2%. Now, that's how you get the properties, but how do you find those investors? Well, by advertising the deals. Now, you've probably seen on Facebook, if you've been going into the property groups on Facebook, that a lot of deals are advertised. And that's a great way for people to get the value that they're creating from that property out into the marketplace and to generate leads. Now, over time, if you continue to do this, if you're consistent with this, you'll build up a database of property investors who have shown an interest in the kind of deals that you're finding in the area that you're finding them. So therefore, you've got the deals. You've got the investors and you just need to nurture that list. It's going to take a little bit of experience in order to get rid of tire kickers. But you want that list to be a small list of between five and ten people. But those five and ten people are committed to buying property from you. When you say jump and you need them to pay a deposit, they're going to do it straight away because that's the level of relationship that you need with these people. Now, like we said before, flips will create around 2% of your income. So what we've done in the financial model is we've created a rent to rent strategy and this rent to rent strategy has given you £2,000 worth of income per month. We've then moved on to sourcing. Let's say the average income that you'll make from sourcing is going to be £3,000 per deal. And for that first year, we've given you the target of generating one of these deals every single month after month two. So we've given you the first month in order to build up some momentum. Then months two, three, four, five, and six, you're going to just do one deal per month. And then months seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, you've got your mojo working. You've got your flow. You understand how things are working. You've built momentum. And so therefore, we would expect you to do two deals per month from month seven onwards. And that's it. We're not going to be pushing you to create a huge amount of income immediately from any of these strategies. We're being very sensible in the way that we look at how we're going to knit all of this together. So then the third strategy that we're going to employ is going to be flips. Now, the flips, essentially, you're already searching for flips. You're already sourcing flips. It's just that at the moment, you're trading those deals on. So essentially, this isn't going to be adding any additional time to what you're, what you're already doing. This is just going to be, instead of trading the deals on, you maximizing the deals yourself and you taking advantage of them. That's essentially how we're going to build the property business over the first year. First of all, rent to rent. Second of all, trading. Thirdly, flips. And in the first year, we're actually only going to do one flip. The income is much higher. The profit margin is much better. But again, we're looking at this very sensibly. We're just going to do one flip in the first year. Thank you for listening to the Sourced Property Podcast. 
Visit sourced.co for free training videos and blogs.